Switched On on F104 and I'm joined by Public Affairs Correspondent with the Irish Independent, Amy Malloy. Hello. Hello, Louise. Thank you very much for joining me. So it was reported this week that six Irish people who travel abroad for medical or cosmetic procedures have died in the last two years. And this is all down to medical tourism. What exactly does that stand for? Medical tourism is basically a trend of people going abroad to seek medical treatment that they can't really access back home um, for various reasons, including they may not have health insurance, they may not be able to afford it. And we've, it's something that we've kind of seen really boom in the last few years, particularly when it comes to cosmetic and plastic surgery. Um, we don't have exactly have figures of the number of people who are traveling abroad, but with the growing popularity and the number of people who kind of present with complications after returning home, it seems to be, you know, there are, there are thousands of Irish people flying over to get treatment in every, other countries every year. What are some of the concerns with people going abroad for these treatments? There's been a lot of evidence of people kind of signing up for these package deals after they've seen advertisements on Facebook, you know, where you get your flights included, your your procedure included. And basically some people are getting their procedures done. I, I've spoken to people who are being operated very late at night, around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock by surgeons who have been performing these kind of procedures all day long. Then the day after they, they've had their procedures, they're being discharged to hotels. You know, mm-hmm. I've spoken to medical experts in Ireland and they say this is not good hygiene and good medical practice because nobody should be in a hospital, in a hotel getting treatment a day after major procedures. You know, I've spoken to women who've had tummy tuck procedures, women who've had bariatric procedures, which, you know, in some cases up to 80% of their stomach has been removed mm-hmm. and yet they're being discharged to hotels for their aftercare. And then when people come home, you know, obviously they're going on long flights. You know, if they're going to Turkey, I think the flight time is between three and four hours. And oftentimes they're not getting proper medical notes. And if they do get medical notes about their procedures, they're in another language. So if they present to a hospital back in Ireland with issues, you know, the doctors don't know what procedure's been done. Like they can't read the notes. And it's just, it's, it's a minefield for, for medical experts here. And it's compounding waiting this year as a result. Absolutely. Is there any notice or any information that we know of where there has been consultations with GPs or medical experts here before they go over for these procedures? Well, that's the the advice that's been given to people. Like, you know, you you can't blame people. You know, when it comes to kind of weight loss surgery, especially in Ireland, some of the hospitals, there's waiting lists of up to five years. People who want to get dental work done, you know, you're looking at up to 10 grand for for, for some work that you Mm -hmm. want to have done. So, like, the Department of Foreign Affairs and the Royal College of Surgeons of Ireland have issued advice basically telling people you need to consult with your GPs and your dentist here at home before you go abroad to see, number one, are you eligible for these kind of procedures? Um, Particularly with bariatric surgery, you know, in Ireland you have to have a very, very high BMI to qualify for these procedures. But in some countries, in Turkey and Eastern Europe, the BMI required is quite lower. Um, and, you know, medics here are quite concerned about that because they think that some people who actually don't need to have this major procedure are going abroad and accessing it much easier. Um, as well, they might be going abroad because they don't have insurance here mm-hmm. too. But, you know, the DFA have said people need to check in with your GPs and they've also advised people if they're going to places like Turkey to, like, look up the, the, the hospital where you're going and just to verify whether the, the surgeons are qualified and registered with the health agencies in these countries. And when they do come back, if they have any complications, is it possible for them to get medical advice here then afterwards? 
It is, yeah. Um, it's obviously difficult for doctors here to, to be looking at people who, who've had procedures in other yeah. countries where they don't know exactly what was done. But, uh, you know, I've spoken to some um, surgeons here in Ireland and in some hospitals, there's been nearly a threefold incre- increase in the amount of people presenting with complications. So, for example, St. Vincent's um, University Hospital, between July 2020 and November 2021, 106 people needed treatment for complications, compared to just 39 in the previous 18 months. The mean age of those hospitalised was under 40, and 88% of these people were women. Do you know, I think with a lot of the medical tourism agencies, like since I've started researching it, I can't go on Facebook or Instagram now without an advert for these companies mm-hmm. popping up on my page. You know, a lot of, speaking to some medical experts in Ireland, they feel like women are being targeted, and, you know, women who are insecure, who may be vulnerable, they're seeing these package deals and, you know, mummy makeovers advertised and like they promise to get rid of all your excess weight around your tummy and to make you look 20 years younger and people are signing up for it because, you know, they mightn't be confident in themselves but there's problems with that as well because, these people are signing up for these procedures and they don't really understand like the full gravity of them and they're coming back and not realising how much aftercare is um, involved, you know, how, how long you'll be in pain for all the different medications you need to take and stuff like that. So it's just it's it's just bad. Like it's it's crazy at the moment and like you can't blame people for wanting to go get treatments if they can't access the procedures here. But at the same time, I think with some of these kind of agencies, it's just a case of money. And, you know, mm. like I've, I've spoken to women who have described it being a bit like a cattle mart. They go to the hospital and there's literally trolley loads of Irish and English women mm. waiting to go in for procedures. They're being operated on at all hours of the night. They're being discharged into hotels, which are 40 minutes away from the hospital. And then they've been told they can fly home after four days. And... It's just, it seems to be a bit of a conveyor belt system in some of these hospitals, which is also a bit concerning. Yeah, because you really need to know, like, for something like this, most of it, as you were saying earlier, is major surgery. So you really need to know who you're going to and what the place is like before you get there, really, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And, like, with some of the places as well, they might have a good social media presence, mm. but the reality when you get there can oftentimes be, be quite different. Um, but yeah, it is just kind of about doing your research, I suppose. And like, but then again, you know, you can read the reviews on social media, but sometimes, <laughs> you know, you could you could have some of the reviews. Like I, I wrote a story a couple of weeks ago about one particular company that was actually being investigated by Trustpilot um, because they had been abusing the review function on, on their website. So some, sometimes what you read isn't what you see, basically. And like I've also spoken to some Irish people who've worked with these kind of companies and they have people monitoring their social media 24-7 to delete any negative comments. So wow. sometimes, you know, all the feedback you read online isn't the full picture either. So what is the DFA then recommending or advising? They're basically just advising people to consult with their, their own GPs mm-hmm. and their own kind of medical professionals before going out there and you know, they've warned, like, when you do go to another country as well, there is a bit of a language barrier, so that that can make things a bit difficult for you. Um, and they do just kind of advise you as well to just look up the various Turkish agencies there and check if they're registered to practice. There's actually a link on their website which kind of shows you how you can search the various surgeons and the hospitals out there, check if they are, are registered to perform certain procedures. Amazing. Amy Malloy, Public Affairs Correspondent with the Irish Independent. Thank you very much for chatting to us. You're welcome.